1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
2: I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and Compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and
0: follow me on Instagram at Annabelle's Assisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation. Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa Podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and sometimes your biggest work challenges need professional advice with tailored solutions. Enter the power of a career coach, trained and experienced professionals who help you get unstuck faster. And contrary to what you might believe, career coaching is not just for CEOs and executives. Today, we're inviting you behind the scenes to listen to a real life coaching session with one of our Career Contessa coaches and a listener who already knows that her new job isn't a fit, but doesn't really know what to do next. So she needs some advice. And if you've been considering hiring a career coach, don't forget that you can browse one of our 40 plus pre-vetted experts on CareerContessa.com. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Career contest coach Tiffany Diba is the perfect coach for the session. She has years of experience in recruiting and now currently does one-on-one career coaching and more with her own business.
1: I started uh, my career in New York uh, at Tiffany and Company. I was there for two and a half, three years, and then I led the recruitment team at Burberry for five, and then in 2017. I left to pursue my own business. So, part of that was one on one career coaching for women to help them pivot and find more fulfilling careers. And that's how I got linked up with Career Contessa. So I've been a member um, and a mentor there uh, for about three years. And then um, the other half of my business, which is more what I'm doing right now, is uh, recruitment consulting for high-growth startups. And so for the last kind of year or so in the pandemic, when the pandemic started, I was doing a lot of one-on-one coaching because people were getting laid off. There was a lot of people just mulling around um, at home in lockdown about their careers and how they wanted to pivot. So I, I did a bunch of that in the beginning of the pandemic. and then. As the pandemic shifted, um, I sort of took on more consulting engagements and have done less coaching, but it's still definitely something I love to do.
0: Now let's learn a little bit more about Taylor, Tiffany's client. She recently moved to Chicago from Virginia and immediately started a new job. However, it just hasn't been the right fit.
2: It, it just hasn't been the right fit. I think I knew that like immediately when I started the job, but it took me a while to realize like I just can't. I can't stick it out until, you know, an acceptable time to stay within a job. And so I started job searching like three weeks ago now. And I mean, there's just been so much going on. Like the jobs market is crazy right now. Um, And so I've had a lot of interviews. I did get an offer and I accepted it, but I'm also not entirely sure if that's the right fit for me. And so that would start in two weeks. I'm not sure if I'm even like on the right path with what I'm trying to do. I, I've never fully like known what I want to do with my job and my career. I've kind of been figuring it out and I think I'm kind of in the right direction, but I also, I don't know. I, I need guidance.
0: So Taylor's problems are two pronged. One, she doesn't feel like her new job is the right fit. And two, she's never fully known what to do with her career. I think many of us have dealt with these kinds of emotions before at some point or another. Here's Tiffany and Taylor.
1: Something that you said stuck out to me is that you knew pretty quickly your last role like, wasn't for you. And then when you took this role, you kind of were like, eh, I'm not excited about it. So that begs two questions for me. I think the first one is, um, what about your last role and then this role Are you feeling, is it similar in the things that you kind of are met or underwhelmed on? Um, I'd love to know more about kind of what didn't feel right to you. So at least I
2: think I was trying to get into data analysis. I'm not entirely sure if that's going to be like where I need to be. But so my current position is like the name is a transportation analyst. And I was like, okay, I'm getting there because I've been in the transportation industry. But this mm-hmm. job is basically just like planning and emails and scheduling. And it's not any of like the analytics that I was hoping for. And so I'm just sitting here like clicking buttons and it's very anonymous on my computer. I don't talk to anybody and it just it feels pretty miserable um, day in and day out. And then my last position, I was there for four and a half years and i started there as a contractor and i got hired on as a supervisor and it had it had some good times and also i just had personal stuff going on so i it mm-hmm. was nice to be in like a safe environment for a while but i knew it wasn't right for me i knew that it didn't really have the growth i wanted yeah at the end it just got really um it got really bad during the pandemic we just weren't really treated well by the employer so i was really ready to get out and ready to move. And so I just kind of jumped at the first opportunity and Mm -hmm. I don't like where I ended up.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think that that's part of the journey as it were. So I don't want you to, I want you to give yourself some grace there. I mean, everyone was through it with that pandemic and is still, are still going through it. And so I think just really like giving yourself some grace to say like, Hey, like everyone had a rough time last year. Like, things weren't normal. So, you know, of course, uh, I think a bit of... um, I don't want to use the word desperation because that just feels so so urgent. But I think many people were like, okay, what do I do next? And okay, I'm just going to latch onto the first thing because, you know, if you remember last year in the pandemic, it was different with the job market not being as hot. And now you see that sort of shift where... You know it is very hot and it's wild right now, so I think we're we're all trying to keep up with those patterns. So just you know that's just an aside, but I think give yourself some grace there. But so what I'm hearing is um, you may or may not want to be on the data analyst path. It, it sounds like, and when I read the notes, it sounds like that's something that you're interested in. The transportation role is a bit monotonous. It's a little bit more just like plugging on the computer and less sort of using your you know your the other side of your brain it sounds like and then in your last role it sounds like there was no growth opportunity and then you learned some not so great things about how people were treated during the pandemic so that was just you were ready to be done. So what i pull from that is you know if and this is the this is the conundrum people have when they pivot is if you're doing a real pivot sometimes it's hard to get that like for like in terms of kind of complexity and sort of substance uh, in the role because you know people will say okay I'm willing to take a chance on you but you're going to kind of have to start from scratch a little bit to kind of learn learn the role so in many cases if you were saying hey I want to become a data analyst but I don't necessarily have those skills you know what many people might say to you is okay you're probably going to have to start uh, at, from the bottom up uh, to, to learn those skills in order to kind of, you know, play the long game, so to speak. Do you feel like that's something that you could see sort of past what you're doing now at your current, the company that you just accepted or not really? I
2: don't really think so. I, because okay. my trainer, he uh, actually ended up like moving into a slightly different role uh, in the company and my manager was once in my role. So I do see that there is like opportunity for moving around and growing, but I don't think I'm interested in any of their jobs. So mm-hmm. I just was really hoping I could stay at this company and grow in the roles, but I don't, I honestly, you I don't want to get so. out. Yeah.
0: These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. As someone who has worked as a recruiter for years and hired a team at Career Contessa, I can definitely relate to the overwhelming feeling of finding the right candidate. It's so important to have a reliable system and tool to make sure your job posts are found by relevant candidates. That's where our sponsor, LinkedIn Jobs, comes in. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to find the people you want to talk to, faster, and most importantly, for free. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can create a free job post in minutes to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. That's a big reach. By using LinkedIn Jobs, you will be able to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. Plus, you can use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash females. Yep. That's the old name of our podcast. So it's F E M A I L S again, that's linkedin.com slash females F E M A I L S to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, now let's get back to the show. Tiffany's second question to Taylor was this. Could it be the types of organizations or the industry?
1: Oftentimes what I find with folks who are feeling stuck, it's either one of two things. It's either they're in the job that they hate and they don't like it. And it's like, but they keep kind of going back to it because they're like, that's all I know. That's my experience. Or it's the industry or the types of companies. So oftentimes I'll, I'll talk to, to women who are like, yeah, I love the health and wellness industry, but they're working in, in fintech or they're working in you know, a completely different industry and they're wondering why they're not excited. And I think sometimes you know, it's either one or the other or in extreme cases, it's both. Do you think that that applies here? Do you feel like not excited about the product or excited about the company in general? I think so. I mean, I've, like,
2: I've been in transportation for about five years now and I think I'm ready to, to get out. And so I think that's part of it. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of like wanting to get out of the industry I'm in and just wanting to like have a different job and job Mm -hmm. title and everything. So I think I'm kind of in a complete shift
0: kind of mode. So Taylor voiced that she was tired of her job. She wants a new industry and a new job title. But how does one actually make a successful career pivot, especially when you don't necessarily know what career you want to pivot into?
1: Talk to me about how you approach your job search now with those things in mind. When you were like, give me the rundown. Like, where are you looking for jobs? Um, how do you feel about your resume? Like, give me, the, give me the lowdown on how like when Taylor sits down to apply for jobs, what are you doing?
2: So over the summer when I was starting my first job search, I did a lot of like LinkedIn courses and I did like some some little boot camps and stuff. So, I mean, it wasn't like the full certification courses that I see a lot of people doing, but I was smaller um, and I did get some software knowledge. And okay. so I did put those on my resume and I have mainly just been doing a lot of searching on LinkedIn uh, using like the past 24 hour search because that has really been working for me actually. And yep. I think it's been kind of scattershot. I am relatively confident with my resume right now. I worked pretty hard on it when I, after having a bad day at work and deciding I needed to get out of this job. Oh,
1: that's the best motivation. 100%. Yeah.
2: Yep. Had a bad day, worked on my resume and applied to like a ton of jobs that night. And um,
1: I got a lot of interviews from that. That's always a good way to tell your resume is effective is if you get hits back. So that's good.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure like what the percentage would be but I think I'm getting a pretty decent percentage of interviews versus rejections.
1: Yeah. So here's the kicker, the interviews and the the companies reaching back out to you for the most part like tell me like are they are there companies in there that you're like, "Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. That job sounds good." Or are they mostly like yeah, I mean, this will do for now. The job that I accepted
2: the offer for, I mean, it's got a good, I mean, it's a commissions analyst. And I was like, Oh, that sounds like, you know, sounds like what I was looking for. Cause I kind of mm-hmm. been thinking I wanted to go into financial analysis and I think I like it, but honestly, I'm, I'm feeling kind of scared of just, I've had two really bad work experiences in a row and I don't know how to vet them properly. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm getting into something bad again. So I'm not sure if my like ambivalence towards this job offer is like me seeing a bad something bad, like a red flag, or if it's just me being a little scared.
0: Knowing whether a company is the right fit is a process that takes time. Tiffany recommends giving a role six months to really feel like you've either love it or you don't. Of course that timeline may vary.
1: You figure the first kind of three months, you're just learning. Um, And you're just trying to like meet people and learn stakeholders and, you know, learn the job and the systems and all the things that go along with it. And then kind of the back end of that, that last three months is really around like now you're settled and now you can really sort of have that bird's eye view to say like, how am I feeling about the work now that I feel confident to like do the day-to-day tasks and know who to go to about which thing. So That's kind of the general rule of thumb I would say. I mean, unless there's some like traumatic experience that happens at your job within a week or two, then I would say that goes out the window. But that's usually about the time I would give it. Going back to something you said around just the you had like these kind of couple bad work experiences that have scared you off. Part of that to me suggests ambivalence about what you're doing in general and feeling just sort of stuck there. So a good exercise and something that I suggested to clients in the past, you're feeling the same way, which you're not alone. There's a lot of people that feel like this. It's the kind of birds I view it. So what I say that is, um, this is really simple and it sounds like, oh, wow, like, you know, anybody could do this, but it, it actually, it'll actually get you to think is to make a a spreadsheet or a list or however you stay organized of a couple things. One would be, you know, companies that have excited you in the past. And, and there's no rhyme or reason to this. Like you could be like, oh, I saw an ad on, on the L for pros hair care, and that looks really good, or you know, candid aligners or whatever it may be. Just like whether you're a consumer of a, a, a brand and you you think it sounds interesting, or there's a company out there that sounds interesting to you. I I would I would, you know, advise you to make a list of those companies. It could be Anywhere from three to three hundred companies, whatever and whatever it may be, and then you go through those companies and you're like, wow, there's kind of a theme here. Like it might be, oh, well, you're really into consumer goods, or you're really into fashion, or you're really into tech companies, um, and then that'll kind of get you thinking, okay, this might be an industry to explore. And the second column, okay, would be around you know job like jobs that have interest you or job titles. So um, this. You know, and this is where people get stuck because they're like, well, what if I don't have the experience in this? Like, is it like, what do I do? And so it's just like making that list. So, for example, you said, you know, data analyst or, yeah, you said data analyst. And I think I read in the notes that you're kind of like, well, how do I even get into that? Like, there's no real courses available. If you don't have experience in this, I often say the best tool is networking for people in the company that you're at that do that job or friends of friends. Um, maybe you go on LinkedIn and you find, You know, you see at a company you love. There's a data analyst that works at the company that excites you. Maybe you cold reach out to that person and say, "Hey, I've been really trying to get in to um, you know this type of uh, company and this type of role. Do you have 10 minutes to just talk to me about your career path and how you how you did that? I'll postmates you a coffee, you know, for your time. But I'm just really interested in networking with someone who who's done this before, and that's those types of uh, relationships are valuable because what that might tell you is, yeah, I really want to do this or "Mm, actually that doesn't sound like me at all. But having those like kind of exploratory conversations um, and there's plenty of content on Career Contessa actually that lends itself to kind of exploratory interviews or coffee conversations and how to approach those. Um, But those are extremely valuable when you're really still in this exploratory phase, which it honestly sounds like you are right now. Um, You're at this kind of crossroads where you're like, yeah, I mean, I, I can get a job. You've proven you can get a job with the resume you have and the experience you have. That's not the issue. The issue is, how do you get into an organization and a job that feels like the right move for you? And I think you're still struggling with that. And I think the best thing you can do right now is that research piece. You know, and that's what I tell anybody who I work with that feels stuck. And that's most of the clients that I work with come to me with the exact same problems as you like how do i get out of this like hamster wheel of you know stuff that you know doesn't feel like me and and that's the pandemic too you probably had a lot of time to sit there and be like i know what i don't want and so now it's about kind of figuring out what you do want so kind of based on that are there companies out there that have kind of like intrigued you in the past i don't think so i mean i i haven't really been focusing on companies
2: and i mean maybe that's where i'm going wrong, but I, yeah, I just haven't looked at it that way. I guess I've been more looking at the title or yeah, the job, the role. And so, yeah, I haven't given the company itself a ton of thought.
0: By the way, target companies are a great strategy when it comes to job searching. Instead of sending out a million resumes into the abyss, focus on companies that you align with. That way you can more carefully and authentically curate your resume application, and cover letter to the role. Back to Tiffany and Taylor.
1: When you join an organization, what's important to you? Besides like the actual job, like what's important to you about the work environment, the culture, all of that? I mean, I want to feel like
2: a human being and respected. I kind of don't feel like a human being right now. And then in my last job, I just didn't feel very respected. And so that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, that's what I really need. I think I want to have like a purpose to feel meaningful and not to just be like pushing buttons and not have like some kind of output. I just, yeah, I want to feel like I'm actually doing something.
1: So a purposeful driven, maybe mission driven organization, something that's impactful So maybe, you know, if you think about that, maybe that's kind of the lens you're looking at jobs from is this sort of like, well, what's the, what's the mission? What's the end game here? Like, you know, maybe it's not like a brand or a company that's like manufacturing products that like are just ruining the environment or they treat people horribly or whatever it may be. Um, but maybe you're looking at more mission-driven organizations, to where you're like, okay, maybe this job that I'm accepting right now isn't checking every single box, but I'm really excited about what this company does, and as long as they um, understand my end game is, I want to be learning more about data analytics. I want to, you know, kind of branch out there. You know, I can, you know, suck it up and and kind of get get my foot in the door here first and then kind of, you know, progress. But at least you get up every morning and you're like, I love this product. I love this company. This mission is great. Um, and sometimes that's where I tell people to, to focus if they're they're having a tough time sort of finding their home is to to go back to basics and, and figure out what's important to them. Culturally, you know, uh, what kind of work environment? Is it a work environment where it's, a, you know, a flat organization where there's not You know, uh, a matrix of, you know, senior manager, director, senior director. Maybe it's like a, a Google where it's just, you know, a flat organization, or maybe you want those layers to feel like you're growing more. So then maybe you're looking at a bigger organization that's a little bit more on the corporate side. And these like little exercises will tell you more than you think about what's exciting to you. The other thing is, have you ever taken any like career assessments like the Enneagram? I I think I'm pronouncing that right. Or like strength finders or any of those kind of like career assessments? No, I haven't. So those, so the Enneagram is actually, you could take that for free online and, and I can send that over to you, a link to do that. But that's, that could be really helpful if you're feeling stuck about like, what are my, what are even my strengths? Like what, what kind of environment like excites me? A lot of times uh, we need uh, sort of metrics to tell us that. Um, And, and I think it could be an interesting uh, path for you um, if you're in this exploratory phase, because as i said i think right now um i think your biggest thing you need to do is is really sort of explore all these avenues and kind of get back to basics because if you were to tell me yeah i'm sending out my resume i'm not getting any hits uh, i feel like i'm not getting any interviews then that would be a different conversation right i think then the conversation is well obviously we need to take a look at your resume and figure out like you know keywords and and what it's saying but you're getting interviews you're getting offers so you know, you're, you're obviously a good interviewer. You're obviously, uh, you know, your resume is, is passable, right? Because you're, you're getting, you're getting interviews. So it's more about the sort of motivation in you. And that's where I think, uh, it would really be beneficial to kind of figure out what's exciting to you. What's not, what did you like about your last job? What did you hate? If you find that you hated everything about your last job, maybe then that means you need to figure out the pivot. So if the pivot is, I want to learn more about data you know, analysis, then it's researching and finding people that you could reach out to, to learn that career path and figure out what your next move is.
0: I want to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Nepjitsu. 72% of Americans report being tired every day, but when was the last time any of us took a nap? A power nap helps you reset your body and brain to unlock the energy you need. If you want to empower your power nap, let nap jitsu help. Nap jitsu is a new way to recharge your body and your brain. And they're committed to changing the culture around rest and napping. If you're one of those people who's always tired and finding yourself reaching for an extra coffee to get you through your workday, you most likely need a better way to energize. Nap jitsu offers time-release caffeine to keep your energy steady throughout the day. Napjitsu's natural supplements were made by people who know how it feels to be tired and busy. Their patent pending formulas have natural ingredients like B vitamins and ginseng to give you a boost of energy without the crash later. Their products provide brain boosting nootropics to enhance the sleep you do get. And they mimic the cognitive effects of rest when you simply can't slow down. The result, peak performance right when you need it. I tried two of nap supplements, the nap and the now supplements with the nap supplement. You just chew the tablet, swallow both capsules with water and take a nap or rest for 30 minutes or longer. While you nap, their dynamic formula supercharges your brain so that when the caffeine hits in 30 minutes, you awaken with next level sharpness. With the NOW supplement, there is no sleeping involved. It unlocks sustained energy and focus ASAP with 150 milligrams of caffeine and 315 milligrams of natural nootropics to keep you energized for six plus hours. Napjitsu supplements are packaged into small packets so you can take them wherever and whenever you might need an energy boost. Whether you need to experience deeper sleep or unlock immediate, lasting energy, each Napjitsu product is designed to help you achieve your optimal performance. Remember, the smart rest more, the wise rest better. Rest up and level up with Napjitsu. For a limited time, you can receive thirty percent off your first purchase when you go to Napjitsu.com/females. I know I need to spell all that for you, so let me do that. So you go to Napjitsu, which is N-A-P. J-I-T-S-U.com slash females, F-E-M-A-I-L-S for 30% off your first purchase today. Again, that's napjitsu, N-A-P-J-I-T-S-U.com slash females. All right, now let's get back to the show. Networking is a great tool for figuring out what your next career move is when you have no idea what next steps you should take.
2: I mean I definitely have been have been trying to network
1: and doing some networking, and I'm not sure so when you say networking, what like what, what's your approach to networking?
2: I have reached out to a couple people about data analytics and data science and stuff, and I had a conversation with a woman who and how, asked how she had gotten into it and like what her career trajectory had been like because she had gotten she's progressed pretty far in it and like what I needed. And so I did, I got a lot of information that way. And I did use that to kind of help me pick which like LinkedIn courses I was taking and, Mm -hmm. um, some keywords and stuff for my resume. And so I do think that that helped. Yeah. I think that helped me.
1: Um, what about when they shared with you, like, did, did you ask them at all about how they got into it? Like what kind of steps that you need to take to do that?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, she told me like what, her degree was in and it wasn't necessarily aligned with um, data analytics and she was saying mm-hmm. she started out as like a quality in quality assurance um, oh yeah and I was like okay that's really cool so I did kind of get some an idea of like what a path to it could be I'm also just I'm not entirely sure if if it's what I want so some of the interviews I've been having and people I've been talking to one of them was kind of for more like data modeling and Mm -hmm. I hadn't even ever thought of it or really heard of it. I mean, and then that just sounded really interesting because it's more like making dashboards and charts and using um, like data visualization. And I was a graphic design major in school and I ended up just not pursuing that at all because it wasn't um, what I wanted. But I'm like, well, what if like, you know, the organization and creation of like beautiful graphics could translate into like data modeling. Mm
1: -hmm. So now I'm
2: like, well, have I been pursuing the wrong thing all this time?
1: So, Well, maybe, (laughs) but what it sounds like is it's less about like the beautiful images and more about like the data behind it and like the numbers and like that, that analytics piece is that's the thread that I see that excites you. Um, and maybe you're feeling like unsure about it because you don't know enough yet, or you feel like it's not possible. I think there's a good amount of that happening right now. And I think you're not going to know unless you continue to pursue it um, to, and continue to have these conversations. I mean, I think what I would suggest doing is starting the new job, giving it like a chance and seeing like if you like it and if you don't. But, you know, don't stop applying to things. It sounds like, you know, keep looking. But I also think keep networking and researching. I think that's going to be the most important thing. Because if I just say keep applying, but you're still not 100% sure what that means yet. You're still not 100% sure, you know, what you want to apply for. Like, so it would be sort of a stab in the dark, right? Right. Um, So I, I almost think it's more around Okay, so data modeling, so doing just a Google search, like what is a you know a career path for a data modeler look like? Who can I talk to about that? How do I learn some of that? you know, general Assembly, have you heard of general Assembly? Yeah, that's where I took some of my boot camps, okay, yeah, so they probably have courses on on that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm certain I have a good friend that works for them, and you know I know that they offer quite a bit of of courses, but uh, you know, I would say like looking into that and, and seeing, you know, before signing up and, you know, paying a bunch of money, you know, does this sound like something that you might want to pursue? You know, a general assembly course might not cost that much to, to, to see. And, you know, that's, that's really the advice that I would have um, for you at this point is, is really to kind of continue to focus on what types of organizations are exciting to you. Because right now you're saying, I don't really know. Well, maybe you haven't thought about it. I think it's worth thinking about it. Like I heard purpose-driven, I heard mission-driven, you know? So maybe doing a search of of those organizations uh, in Chicago or, you know, talking to some of your... The other thing is when I think about networking, a lot of times people forget about their internal network. And what I mean when I say that is ex-colleagues, ex-bosses, you know, anybody like friends, that close friends, that like have careers that, you know, you, you admire that that's your internal network. And oftentimes people really don't lean on that network because they're like, I don't want to bother them. Like, I don't, I feel bad, but they wouldn't hesitate to reach out to you if they needed something. So I think it's, it's all about how you approach it. But I think, you know, if you have people like that, that you respect that you already know, you know, it might be worth it to say, Hey, like. I'm kind of exploring these career paths right now. And I'm not even sure if this is something that is 100% for me. But do you know anyone that you could put me in contact with? Or you know, is it worth it for me to you know, pursue you know, this organization? But I really think utilizing your internal network is, is something that's often untapped uh, by people. So that's the other thing. Um, so it's companies, it's your internal network. And then it's exploring this kind of data modeling vein and seeing where that takes you. I can tell you for a fact, because I'm doing a ton of recruiting right now, that those types of jobs are everywhere right now. They, I cannot hire anybody in data fast enough. I am doing a lot of those types of searches right now, not for data modelers, but data scientists, data analysts, uh, you know, business analysts. I'm doing so many searches right now that are those types of roles. Not in Chicago, but you know, if I, if I come across anything like that, I'll let you know. But um, you know, so all this to say, it's a hot market right now. So it's, it's a good time to kind of really put your foot on the gas and, and do that research. Um, I think you're doing all the right things. I think you're just kind of psyching yourself out a bit, yeah, which, I- hey,
0: <laughs> we've all done that. Currently, Taylor is having around four job interviews a week, and she's working with recruiters who are helping her find roles for her. She says that has helped her learn more about what she might be interested in and what she's definitely not interested in. However, her previous work experience has left her feeling a bit apprehensive.
2: I think I'm in the process of figuring out what I want, but I'm definitely scared. Yeah, it was just in my last position before I moved here, like I went on mental health leave because it just got so bad. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just really scared that that's going to. You know, I'm going to be in another bad position like that
1: again. I, I hear you. I hear you. And I'm sorry that that happened. I mean, listen, like it's it's not enough to be in a pandemic, but to just be in a bad situation anyway, I think is just compounding and you're not alone there. So don't worry about that. I mean, like everyone can relate to that in, in some way. And then I hear that fear. and I, And I think that is a little bit about what's like psyching you out about this role that you just accepted. You may... So you may start it, you may work there and you may hate it, but you may love it. You just don't know yet. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. There's a reason you took it initially. There's a reason you applied for it initially, whether it's like one thing that intrigued you or a few. So, you know, I think like you have something, you know, that'll get you a paycheck while you're kind of figuring it out. And, and listen, like, I think that this is part of it. And also, you know, the other thing I was going to say, And I don't know if you're open to this, but you're working with recruiters right now. And if there are jobs with organizations that are more aligned with some of the things that you've told me about, but maybe they're like a contract job, but you know, you might be interested in like trying something like that because there's no, there's not as much commitment there as you're looking to figure things out. So maybe that's the road for you, is like taking a few contract jobs and like that way, it's like less pressure to be like, Well, I guess I better not leave here because it's just gonna be another gap on my resume versus, oh, if this is a contract job, I might love it and they may offer me something full-time and that's great. Or I don't love it, but there's a month left on my contract. And so, I mean, yeah, it's a little risky because you don't want too much time in between assignments. But sometimes when people are figuring it out, you know, it's, a, it's something that I've suggested and it's a way to kind of try before you buy, so to speak. Does that look like you're a job hopper? Depends. I mean, I've seen a. I think right now people care less about that because it's like people get it. Like the pandemic is sort of like obliterated everyone's resumes. Let's be fair. Um, I think there's a way that you can talk about just that and say, "Listen, I've been working on doing a career pivot. So I took a couple of contract jobs to make sure that this was something that I really wanted to do and was really excited about because I I, I wanted to be respectful to myself and also the organization in which I'm joining." Um, And, you know, if you, it's all in how you explain it. I think if you kind of are are honest like that, but sort of put this spin that you're like looking into things, I don't think it's a bad thing.
2: Okay. The job I'm in right now, like I've been here almost four months and I found that I'm doing okay explaining that because it's just like one blip. And my last job I was at for a long time, but I'm just worried that if it's four months here and then like, you know six-month contract job and then a nine-month contract job, do I look like I just can't settle down? And so
1: that's... Well, I mean, I think like, you know, obviously you don't want to just like keep doing that. But if you do it a couple of times and you say that you're like, you just moved to a new city and you're like figuring things out and you're trying to build connections, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that as long as you approach it in from an honest and authentic place. Okay. Listen, um, I hope that this was at least somewhat helpful for you. You, Taylor. You're going to be just fine though. You're going to be just fine. Um, And please uh, let's keep in touch. Uh, Feel free. I think I sent you a LinkedIn request, but please let's, let's stay connected. Okay. Awesome.
2: Thank you for your help today. And just for talking this out with me,
1: I've been so confused and scared and um, it's just been a lot. I understand, but you got this. You got this girl. Thank you. I'm here for you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, this live coaching call, let us know. You can either DM us on Instagram or you can rate the show and leave us a review and include that. Thank you again to Tiffany for an amazing coaching session. And don't forget, you can work one-on-one with Tiffany as well. She's a career contestant coach, and we made sure to link to Tiffany as a career contestant coach in the show notes, as well as our entire career coaching service. So you can check that out if you want to work with one of our other 40 plus pre-vetted experts.